Welcome to the Swine Nutrition Black Belt Podcast, the latest swine nutrition research digested for you. Swine Nutrition Black Belt Podcast is only possible with the support and trust of innovative companies like Novus International Inc., a leader in swine nutrition solutions driven by science. DSM Animal Nutrition and Health is shaping the future of piglet care. Fibro Animal Health Corporation. Healthy animals, healthy food, healthy world. Healthy Farms by Bioverse, your manure management experts. Contact us for time and labor-saving solutions. Hubbard Feeds, research-driven and focused on helping you achieve your goals. My name is Clayton Chastain, your host for today's episode. Today we have with us Dr. Edward Yang, a recent PhD graduate from the University of Minnesota. So Edward, would you mind telling us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Thank you, Clayton, for having me and thank you for the podcast. Uh, I've been listening to the podcast very often and this is my first time showcasing our research and I'm very excited. Uh, I originally come from China and I did my bachelor's study at University of Wisconsin-Madison and master's in University of Minnesota and just finished my PhD last week. And uh, I will be joining a nutrition company called NutraBeans in September and very excited about it. Awesome. So let's talk about a little of the research you did um, at Minnesota. So I saw your study or group of studies, I guess, on evaluating the efficiency and environmental impacts of different swine feeding programs. Would you mind telling us a little bit about that? Sure. So this is a big project actually focused on one topic that a lot of people talk about today. It's sustainability. And uh, sustainability is not just about the environment. It's also about profitability and the people. So um, we thought about, well, then for swine nutrition, there's something we can do in the sustainability uh, area. But traditional diet formulation or evaluation oftentimes focuses on growth performance and uh, cost. Uh, but if we are thinking about sustainability in the long run, we might have to add some little elements into the diet evaluation. And uh, that's where we started this program. And uh, thinking about sustainability in a broader sense, when we think about pork production, feed and nutrition, it's the single largest element for cost, greenhouse gas emission, and nitrogen emission. And very naturally, people would think, well, we should use nutrition to tackle this problem. And so that's how we started this program by evaluating some common feeding programs in the U.S. and looking at productivity, efficiency, and environmental uh, impact together. And for this project, we chose four feeding programs. First is corn soy diet. Actually, this is a high soybean meal diet that uh, we might be able to see in the future and that people have been using for a long time. And the second one is a low-protein diet where we achieved 4% crude protein reduction by using synthetic amino acids, and which is also a common practice around the world. And the third one is a DDGS diet where we added up to 30% DDGS in the entire grow-to-finish phase, and which is also a common practice in the United States. But the fourth treatment is a little bit interesting because recent, in recent years, people have found out that when we use DDGS, there might be a problem with branched-chain amino acid imbalance. And there has been studies that show the supplementation of valine, isoleucine, and tryptophan might alleviate this problem. So what we did is we added a, third, a fourth treatment that was a supplemental 
amino acids into the DDGS diet and make that four comparisons looking at uh, different elements together. So we did three studies. The first one, we look at traditional uh, productivity parameters like growth performance and carcass characteristics. Uh, the, the take home message is we did find differences in end body weight or final body weight. The pigs consumed that uh, corn soy diet actually performed the best, but also the pigs that eat the DDGS plus uh, synthetic amino acid diet also achieved a high end body weight. So the supplementation of isoleucine, valine, and tryptophan did alleviate some problems with the DDGS. And uh, this is probably one of the few uh, first studies that actually validated this, this concept of supplementation of uh, branching amino acids. But well, we did not see statistical differences in everyday gain, everyday feed intake. And when we go to the carcass, we didn't see differences in hard carcass weight, yield percentage, or fat-free lean. So by formulating these diets, uh, we can observe similar growth performance just looking at productivity. And then when we move on to the second study, we studied the nitrogen and phosphorus efficiency. And uh, while not to, the, to our surprise, the pigs that consume a low-protein diet had the highest nitrogen efficiency. And by reducing crude protein by 4%, we achieved a 33% reduction in nitrogen excretion or emission total, like urine and feces. So low protein diet can be a very efficient way to reduce nitrogen waste and improve in efficiency. But the, combining the two, first two studies, when we formulate these diets, we can achieve similar growth performance while improving nitrogen efficiency, which is a good thing for the environment, right? But when we move on to the third study, which is a tricky part that many people may not know, we determined the environmental impact using a tool called life cycle assessment, which is a standard tool in the environmental area to determine or quantify environmental impacts. And in this study, we quantified 10 different environmental impacts, including climate change, water use, land use, fossil resource use, eutrophication, acidification, etc. But for swine, I would say most people would care the most about climate change, water use, land use, and uh, uh, some other parameters. And the results, it's actually a good information for us to determine what we'll be doing in the next few decades and what would be the good for the environment. And uh, well, before I mention my results, I want to have a disclaimer because we used actual data from the first two studies into this model, this life cycle assessment model. And we build, we, in the model, we assume that a feed meal is built in Minnesota, a pig farm is built in Minnesota, and the pigs were slaughtered in Minnesota. So it's location specific. And this data indicated that when we feed pigs with corn soy diet in Minnesota, the climate change impact is actually the lowest among the four different programs. So if we're going to move towards a low-carbon footprint diet or uh, reduce your climate change impacts, we should keep doing corn-soy diets. Uh, but also the other three diets all have their, their own benefits. For example, uh, the low-protein diet had the lowest water use. And also the DDGS diet have the lowest impact on land use. So uh, this is just... Uh, some first-hand information that might help decision-makers 
to make a decision that's best for their own business because everybody might think of sustainability in a different way and evaluate sustainability in a diff- with different criteria. Um, but the take-home message here I want to mention is first, uh, either we're talking about nutrition or environmental impacts, it should be determined dynamically. Uh, people have been talking about nutrient loading since swine nutrition for a long time. And the ingredient itself might have variations. So if we want to formulate diet to maximize efficiency, we have to determine those nutritional values uh, precisely and accurately and using dynamic methods. And also for environmental impacts, there hasn't been a lot of data within the United States. Uh, a lot of data we're based off are from Europe or they're outdated. Um, so there has been an ongoing uh, campaign of getting more data within the United States about different feed ingredients and different production systems. And this is probably one of the first few studies, but we will be seeing a lot more studies in the future. Swine Nutrition Black Belt Podcast is only possible with the support and trust of innovative companies like Eastman Animal Nutrition. Visit EASTMAN.com. Heat stress can start at temps as low as 75 degrees. Combat heat stress with Chemtrace Chromium. Visit Chemin.com forward slash swine heat stress today. Purina Animal Nutrition, where R&D meets ROI. Life starts swine, facilitated by Trow Nutrition. Distilled science and real-world advice for better on-farm decisions. Gotcha. So one question I had, so with that fourth treatment, um, with the DDGs, with the extra isoleucine, valine, tryptophan, I'm assuming those branched-chain amino acids in the third treatment were already meeting the NRC, and these were just supplied in excess to balance out those uh, ratios, kind of like you said earlier. So what uh, ratios were those supplied at for those extra amino acids? That's a great question. So yes, the third diet, the DDGS diet, actually have all amino acids met the requirements. But the fourth diet, we supplemented isoleucine, valine, and tryptophan based off a result that comes from the University of Illinois. Actually, uh, Dr. Wong B. Kwon presented uh, this in the Midwest meeting uh, a couple of years ago. And when they supplemented three amino acids, they did see a recovery or alleviated growth reduction. So we just adopted these ratios. And I don't have those numbers out of my head, but I think our audience can go back to those papers and search them out. And what we also did is we plugged in these numbers into a meta-analysis equation generated by Dr. Enrique Simon. And the prediction equation also indicated that this diet should help the pigs that recover or have a better uh, everyday gain and feed intake as uh, a control or of corn, soybean, milk-based pigs. When it comes to raising healthy animals, You need more than the right solutions. You need the right partner who brings decades of industry expertise and a global team to put that knowledge to work for the advancement of your operation. At Fibro Animal Health Corporation, we are proud to work with you as your trusted partner. To feed the world's growing population, the animal production industry needs to grow in a sustainable manner. Eastman produces one of the broadest organic acid portfolios in the global market, and offers customer-driven swine solutions. Learn more by visiting Animal Nutrition at EASTMAN.com. Gotcha. Yeah, I actually recently interviewed uh, Wung V. Kwan about that uh, study, so that might be in that episode too. Um, But yeah, in terms of like environmental impact, I feel like 
well, from what you said, there isn't really one single solution or one best solution. And that always, I always find that funny because that always seems to be the case for the swine industry is there's, oh, it's always very complex. It's never going to be one simple thing, yep. which is unfortunate. But at the same time, if it was always that way, other way, we wouldn't have a job. So right, <laughs> exactly. that's a good thing. And, yep. But also uh, one thing I want to mention is with the life cycle assessment method, it takes into account of all differences that are required to produce a piece of meat or pork. For example, growing the crop, uh, manufacturing the feed, raising the hog, and harvesting that pig, and transportation in between all steps. So this is actually a standardized tool that might help us uh, get the best information we can. But still, it's not perfect. Mm -hmm. uh, but with this information, it might you know, get us closer to what we want to be. Right. Yeah, that's yeah, that sounds really interesting, especially all the calculations. I'm sure that wasn't very easy. <laughs> well, uh, thank you for coming on the show and for taking time out of your day to speak with me. And to everyone else listening, thank you for listening to the Swine Nutrition Black Belt podcast. Please visit us at swinenutritionblackbelt.com and don't forget to subscribe to our podcast channel so you won't miss out on the next episode. See you next week. Hey everyone, I hope you enjoyed this episode and we are constantly on the lookout for the latest updates in swine nutrition. And if you have a swine nutrition related research trial that you would be able to share on our podcast, please send an email to nutritionblackbelt at swineit.com and we would love to talk about your research. See you later.